0: Hi, this is Melissa with Mixin' Some Magic. Welcome to my podcast. Welcome back. I'm so glad you're here. Well, last week I finally got to visit Disneyland again. I say finally, I was just there in July. But lucky me, I got to go back. I went with my cousin Mandy and we had a great time. I did a takeover for the Hojo Anaheim. So I got to take over their Instagram, take over their stories and share lots of fun things and tips and tricks. So that was really fun. Um, If you are interested in staying at the Hojo, it's an awesome hotel. It's eight minutes from the park. So close. The beds are comfortable. The air conditioning is so cold and amazing it's especially on a hot day because my goodness it was hot when we were there but i love the hojo it's one of my favorite places to stay so if you are interested in staying there i have a discount code 15 percent off or if you're a magic key holder it's 20 percent off i'll put a link in the show notes for that so you can check it out so i went with my cousin mandy we um, arrived at about 1 p.m. and decided to head straight over to California Adventure so we got there and we had some lunch and then we decided I'm not sure how we got this in our heads but we decided it would be a good idea to try to hit every single ride while we were there I think we had seven hours and we made it a goal <laughs> and so we ran around like crazy hitting rides and we got every single one except um radiator springs that broke down but that wasn't our fault right that wasn't our fault couldn't be helped we got all the other ones except for mickey's fun wheel the spinning wheel of death the one that i went on last time and thought i was gonna die I opted to skip that one. It was our last ride of the night and I decided that I would rather go and find a treat instead of <laughs> instead of subjecting myself to that again. So we went and got some caramel corn and I thought that that was a way better than trying to ride the spinning wheel of death. So we had a great time that day and then the next day we did I did my takeover Um, For the Hojo and we decided to try to ride all the rides at Disneyland that day and we had 15 hours. So we had a really, I mean, it seems like a good idea in the morning when you're nice and fresh and you're not tired. And so we started off the day really good we wanted to hit 30 rides which is not every single ride but it was pretty close i mean there were a few that weren't on the list like the sailing ship columbia and the mark twain river boats and the canoes i didn't put those on the list but just about everything else was on the list and we started off the day really well we got a boarding group for rise of the resistance so we were feeling good about that and we started off awesome because the crowds are so low in the mornings and this was an especially low crowd day. So we hit it hard and then we took some time and stopped for a character breakfast at the Plaza Inn. so That was really fun. I'd never done a character breakfast before so I enjoyed that and we just did ride after ride as fast as we possibly could and then it got a little hot so I decided I needed a break back at the hotel. So I took a break and went and did some work back at the hotel it was so nice to just sit in the air conditioning for a while put my feet up that was amazing then i came back we hit more rides more rides more rides and we were doing pretty good accomplishing our list i was feeling pretty good about it but the problem was our rise of the resistance sporting group kept getting pushed back and pushed back because the ride kept breaking down so they would call our boarding group and we went over there and when we got there they're like oh sorry it broke down just come back as soon as you see that it's up and running on the app then you can come back so we kept an eye on the app all day long we saw that it was up later in the afternoon and we ran over there got in line we waited for about 40 minutes and then the ride broke down we were like, what do we do? Should we stay? Should we go? So we decided that we'd already put 40 minutes into it. We might as well just wait and see what happens. Plus we were in a good part of the line where we were inside, it was air conditioned and there was a little bench. So we sat down and waited and we probably waited another 40 minutes and they finally came down the, the line and put a little um, front of the line pass on our phones, said it's not fixed yet. But as soon as it opens up, you can come. You don't have to wait in line, or you can opt to use this for the front of the line at any of the other rides in the park, except for Web Slingers. So we were disappointed, but we were happy to have this pass on our app. But Mandy had never been on Rise of the Resistance, and we were really, really hoping that we could get get her on it this time. We had Group 41, And so that morning we were like, for sure this is going to happen. It's a for sure thing. Well, at this point we were starting to get nervous. We didn't think it was going to happen. So we kept doing rides, kept checking things off our list, kept keeping an eye on the wait times to see when Rise of the Resistance came back up. And finally it did. We ran over there. It was like 7.30 at night, maybe even 8.00 and we ran like not run because you're not allowed to run in the parks we walked quickly with a purpose over to rise of the resistance we didn't have to wait in line they got us right on and we were able to ride it we were so happy mandy was so excited to be able to finally ride it because you guys know we are notoriously bad at getting boarding groups so we finally she was able to ride it she loved it it was so exciting and really it's such a great ride, such an amazing ride. I hope you all have a chance to ride it if you haven't already. So we felt super accomplished after that, and we just had a few more rides to do, and we ended up being able to do everything on our list, 30 attractions, except for the Tiki Room. That was one that we just didn't get to. I mean, if we had skipped the character breakfast or skipped the break in the day, we could have done it, but those things were needed, and oh man, it was a shame that we didn't do it, but we felt really good with all the things that we accomplished, and we were exhausted. It is exhausting running around trying to get everything done all in one day, so that's not something that I would probably recommend unless you're feeling a little crazy, but I'm glad that I did it once. I don't know that I'll ever do it again because I'm kind of like taking things at a slower pace, but it was really fun. I'm glad I did it. And now I'm getting ready for my next trip, which was is it about three weeks. I get to go and do the Oogie Boogie Bash and all of the Halloween stuff at Disneyland. So I'm excited about that. Uh, we found out today that Christmas, or not Christmas, it's called the holidays. The holidays start at Disneyland on November 12th. So that is exciting. And then... Halloween time starts this Friday on September 3rd, so lots of fun things coming up and I'm excited for the rest of the year. So many things happening at Disneyland. I'm excited to share it all with you. Um, Today I want to talk about common mistakes that people make when visiting Disney parks and how to avoid them. Because I've made a lot of mistakes in all of my visits to the Disney parks, so I've put together a list of things that I've made mistakes on that I don't want you to repeat my mistakes you can learn from my poor choices <laughs> so you can have a better experience so let's take a quick break and when I come back we'll talk all about it don't go anywhere you're listening to mix In some magic you guys know I love getaway today for discount park tickets and hotels I talk about them all the time but I had to let you know about the amazing sale that they are having right now you guys are gonna want to check this out I just booked it such a great deal so it is buy four days get the fifth Day free. So you get an extra day free to experience all of the magic at the Disneyland Resort when you purchase your tickets with Getaway Today. So when you buy a five-day Disneyland Resort, one park per day, or a park hopper ticket, then you'll pay for just the four-day gate price of whichever type of ticket you choose. And these tickets are valid for travel through 2022. So you have a long time to use them. So if you're planning on visiting Disneyland between now and the end of 2022, This is the deal that you want to get, but you have to book them by September 7th. So don't wait, now's the time. Make sure you book your tickets so that you can save a little bit of money because everyone wants to save money. Plus, if you want to save money on a hotel, you can book a hotel with them too. And if you use my code MSM10, you can save an extra $10 on that as well. I will put a link in the show notes so you can check it out. But make sure if you are planning a visit, grab this deal because it's not going to last much longer and it's amazing. let's talk about rookie mistakes to avoid when you are at the Disney parks on your vacation. Now, I know that planning a visit to the Disney parks is a big deal. I mean, people invest a lot of time and a lot of money into this vacation and they want it to be perfect. And sometimes there are little mistakes that kind of derail the whole thing. So I've put together a list that hopefully will be helpful to people so that they don't make the same mistakes that I've made. All right, let's get started. This list is in no particular order, just as they came to my mind. The first one is surprising your kids now surprising your kids with a disney vacation always seems like a great idea i mean we've all seen the videos of the kids that are like over the moon excited and crying their eyes out and so thankful mom and dad you guys are amazing i can't believe what great parents i have and on and on but Sometimes it doesn't turn out the way you think it's going to and this can be really disappointing and it can be stressful for some kids. So I think you kind of have to know your child and know how they handle surprises. Um, we have two children that don't do well with surprises. It's stressful for them to have a surprise Vacation. We found this out the hard way. So, to them, having a surprise where we wake them up in the morning and say, Guess what? We're going to Disney is not fun. They don't enjoy it. It causes stress, it causes anxiety, and it causes disappointment for parents who are expecting them to be very excited. So, be cautious with this one if you're planning on surprising your kids and realize that they might not respond in the way that you imagine that they will. So a way that I've found around this where I still get to surprise my kids but it doesn't cause stress and anxiety is to surprise them a week or so in advance so then I can surprise them but they still have some time to mentally prepare for the vacation and then nobody is stressed or upset. Or I really enjoy just letting them in on the surprise even earlier than a week so that there's lots of of time to build up anticipation because we've found that some of our kids have favorite memories and sometimes you know, some of the favorite part of the trip is the build up to the trip. All that anticipation is really fun and exciting and enjoyable for lots of kids. So just some things to think about when you are planning your vacation. The second thing I want to talk about is paying full price for park tickets. Please don't pay full price for your park tickets. I know I talk about this all the time, but that is a mistake that people make all the time. You don't have to pay gate price for your tickets. You can save money by buying them through Getaway Today. There's a link in the show notes, so check them out. Save money. Another mistake people make is thinking that they have to stay on property. Now, if you are going to Disney World, staying on property is a great option. They have so many hotels. I think they have over 30. So many different options for all price ranges. But at Disneyland, I think oftentimes people go in there thinking that they need to stay on property to have a good time, which is absolutely not true. At Disneyland, they only have 3 hotels on property and they are all incredibly expensive. And there are so many hotels that are right around Disneyland that are much less expensive that are even closer than some of the Disneyland properties. So, I recommend checking into your options, making sure that you have looked at everything before you make your decision and realize that you do not have to stay on property to have an amazing time at Disneyland or at Disney World. We like to stay off property at Disney World too. So just keep that in mind. Some people make it sound like that's the only way to have a great vacation and that's absolutely not true. All right, buying a park hopper. Um, many first time visitors automatically buy a park hopper ticket because they've heard that's the only way to go. And I've fallen into this trap before too. We were going with our family for five days. So I'm like, of course we have to get the park hopper. We got the park hopper. Guess how many times we park hopped in our five days? One time. One time at the on the very last day in the afternoon, we hopped over to California Adventure to go on two rides and that was it. So, I paid for a park hopper for six people so that we could park hop one time. And we did this a couple of times before I finally clued in and I was like, why am I paying this extra money when we do not park hop? Um, There's so many things to do in both parks. We are completely happy to spend an entire day in each park. So... If this is your first visit or you don't visit very often, I would skip the Park Hopper. I don't know that you'll use it all this mu- that much. If you go to Disneyland all the time and you're familiar with everything, then that's a different story. Maybe Park Hopper is right for your family, but if this is your first time or you don't go very often, I suggest buying a one park per day ticket and enjoying everything that each park has to offer one day at a time, and that will save you quite a bit of money. Not having a plan is a huge mistake that people make and I'm not suggesting that you plan out every single second of your day unless you want to because that's fun for some people but having a basic plan is really important and can really save you a lot of time and stress during the day. Um, Things like how will you start your day? What rides are most important to you? Are there any characters that you'd like to see? Ask the people in your group some of these questions so that you know what's important to them and you don't find out five minutes before closing that the one thing your daughter wanted to do was to meet Cinderella and now everyone's disappointed and upset when I was there just a few days ago then there was a family that was on their way into the parks and the mom was heading for California Adventure to get in line and she was rushing with the stroller and she had some of her kids with her, and her husband was on his way to the ticket booth. And she's like, where are you going? And he's like, I'm going to go upgrade to Park Hoppers. And she's like, why? Why are we upgrading to Park Hoppers? And he's like, because so-and-so wants to, whatever their daughter's name was. And I'm going to upgrade to Park Hopper. And she's like, no, let's just go and see how the day goes. And then maybe we can upgrade later if we want. And he was like, no, I'm going to upgrade right now. And he was heading for this long line at the ticket booth. And she's like, well, I'm going in. And he's like, well, Good luck because I have the tickets. And I just had to laugh because they did not have a plan. Why this was not talked about beforehand, I have no idea. But there was no plan and they were wasting time. They were wasting time and they were missing out on shorter wait times inside the park because their plan was to not have a plan and now things were falling apart and the day hadn't even started. So they were both frustrated. And if they had just maybe communicated a little bit at the beginning, they could have had a much smoother morning and probably a smoother day all around. So if you are looking for custom plans, I make custom plans for people. The information's on my website, but I also have a free printable itinerary that I update every month that you can check out as well. If you just want a basic plan to follow along to help you save time in line and to take out some of the stress of your day, you can check that out. I'll put that in the show notes. Another common mistake that happens all the time is not bringing a stroller. Yeah, you think your kid is 3 or 4 or 5 or 6 and that they're great walkers and that they're going to be fine. Guess what? They're not great walkers. They're not used to walking 7 miles a day at home. They're not going to be fine. You need a stroller. Um, My brother and sister-in-law made this mistake when we went on a big family trip a few years ago and they said, no, our girls who I think were like three and five at the time, or maybe even younger, they're like, they don't need a stroller. We don't want to push it around. They'll be great walkers or we can carry them. And really by the time we walked to the front gate, their girls were exhausted. It's a big walk for little legs and we hadn't even started the day and they were exhausted so they ended up needing to rent a stroller so be mindful that you will need a stroller like you're just going to your kids if you don't have one and they're tiny they're going to start falling apart they're going to be exhausted before lunch even happens and then you're going to have crying exhausted kids and still have a full park day ahead of you so just plan ahead a little bit to bring a stroller or rent a stroller but you are going to want a stroller during that same trip my daughter was seven and we didn't have a stroller for her it was our first time at disneyland without a stroller and that poor girl was so tired we were there for five days we were running her around ragged she's our youngest so she's keeping up with people much bigger than her and she was doing a great job but by day five she was so worn out And she was laying down on benches and couldn't go any farther and i was like listen i'll take you back to the hotel you can rest and she didn't want to go back she didn't want to miss out on any of the fun but she physically could not go any farther and so we ended up getting her a stroller (laughs) stuffing her inside at her long legs were like hanging out the end but she was so happy she ended up falling asleep taking a nap we pushed her all around and it worked out great but Just trust me, your small children are going to need a stroller. If you don't end up bringing one, you can always rent one, but you're going to save money if you just bring your own. Plus, it's a way to carry around all your stuff. All right, another mistake is not making dining reservations. So dining reservations are not required everywhere. I've had people ask me that, you know, if I don't make dining reservations, does that mean I'm not going to be able to eat? No, of course not. There's lots of quick service places that you can mobile order or just walk up to and order your food, but there are a lot of sit-down places that require reservations. So you can make your dining reservation 60 days in advance. So if there's somewhere that you've been wanting to try, make sure you are aware of your 60-day mark so that you can get on the Disney website and make your dining reservations. If for some reason you can't get a reservation or you've forgot to get a reservation and you show up at the parks without one, you can always go to the restaurant itself and ask them about a walk-up list. Sometimes they're able to get you in and it's worth checking on, but be mindful of that. Check your 60 days so that you can make your dining reservations. Alright, sleeping in. Now I know some people are going to disagree with me about this, but to me there's lots of vacations where sleeping in is totally acceptable. But if you're looking for low wait times on rides, then Disney is not one of those vacations. The first two hours after the park opens have the very lowest crowd levels of the entire day. So skip sleeping in, take a break later in the day, or go home early so that you can get lots of rest, whatever it takes, but get there early, no sleeping in. And I recommend arriving at least 60 minutes before the park opens, maybe even earlier on busier days forgetting to bring the basics is a huge one and this has happened to all of us because packing for a vacation is a big job I get it especially when you have lots of other people who you are packing for so you're bound to forget something and Disney will probably have it for you to buy but it will be at a higher price so I've created a list of the top things to buy on Amazon before your trip so that you don't forget anything so this will help you save time and you'll save money because you can pay cheaper prices on Amazon Amazon. So I'll put a link to that list in the show notes. Not using Rider Swap is a huge mistake that some people make. Uh, Rider Swap means if you have a child that is too small or does not want to ride on a ride, but they can't be left alone, then you can implement Rider Swap which means that an adult can stay with the child while the rest of the group goes on the ride and then you can switch and the adult who waited can then ride on the ride with three additional people and this way everybody gets to ride. So it's a great system, take advantage of it. Um, All you have to do is go up to the cast member at the front of the ride, tell them that you want to use Rider Swap and they will give you further instructions so that you can know how it works with that attraction. Alright, pushing kids past their limits is a rookie mistake that I've made a time or two. Maybe you have too. Um, I've seen it happen at the park almost every single time I'm there. You have a child who doesn't want to ride on a ride for whatever reason. Usually it's because they're scared and their parent is pushing them and pushing them to ride on the ride. Now, I've learned from experience that (laughs) this is a terrible idea and can really... Set the tone for the rest of your vacation, um, the first time we went to Disneyland, my oldest son was three years old, and as soon as we arrived in the parks, we went right into fantasyland and the first ride that we went on was Snow White's scary adventure, so this was back when it was a scary adventure and not Snow White's magic wish and the line for this ride is spooky, and the ride itself is spooky it's a dark ride and I mean there's skeletons and there's the evil queen and all kinds of scary things and my son was terrified. He hated it and that set the tone for our entire trip because every single ride after that if he couldn't see it like Dumbo if he couldn't see the entire ride then he was terrified to go on it and it took lots of talking and working through things to get him to go on any other ride because he was so worried that it was going to be scary like the Snow White ride. Now if I had been thoughtful about it, maybe that's not a ride I would have taken him on first thing. Maybe I would have eased him into it, gone on some other rides first, uh, but I probably wouldn't have taken him on that right away. So. Think about that before you're pushing your child to go on a ride or taking them on a ride that you think might be too scary. It really might mess some things up for you later in the day. Not using the Disney app is a huge mistake. The Disney app is filled with amazing things, so make sure you have a you have it downloaded on your phone before you arrive. You can check wait times, mobile order food, find characters, browse menus, join virtual queues and so much more. It's a huge resource that you will find very valuable. Um, Speaking of mobile ordering, not mobile ordering is a huge mistake that happens all the time. You can order meals through the app and then you can just walk up to the pickup window and pick them up when they're ready. There's no waiting in line. It's amazing, it saves so much time. So what we usually do is when we're in line for an attraction, We go through, mobile order our food, and then we're like killing two birds with one stone. We're in line for a ride, but we're also in line for food. It's amazing. So... Lately, whenever I've used this at Disneyland, it has been so easy, so quick, and when we arrive, they prepare our food so fast. So you're going to want to take advantage of this. As soon as your arrival window occurs, you can head to the restaurant, you find a table, you hit, I'm here, prepare my food, and within a few minutes, they send you a little notification that your food's ready. You go up to the window, pick it up, and you're on your way. So, so valuable. Make sure you take advantage of it because it's a time saver. Plus, it's just nice to have it all done on your phone, on the app, and not have to wait in line, especially when you're hungry no rest day for longer visits is a mistake that happens often. If you're visiting the parks for four or five days or even longer, then consider planning in a rest day because going hard for days on end at the Disney park is a rookie mistake that you are going to want to avoid. You'll be exhausted, your group will be exhausted, and it's hard to have fun when everybody's falling apart trust me on this one. A built-in rest day to sleep in and swim at the pool or hang out at the hotel or go see a movie or go to other local attractions is so helpful and really worthwhile to making your Disney vacation all the better. Skipping small rides is a mistake that people make all the time and I've heard of people doing this. They said, oh no, we just hit the big rides like Splash Mountain and Space Mountain and Big Thunder Mountain and did all of those things. And then we left the parks because we, we'd we done it all. And I was like, excuse me? You did it all? No, 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 no. You missed all the good stuff. So I know that some guests are tempted to skip the little rides because they think they're not worthwhile but they are worthwhile. All of the little rides are amazing. I mean, this is coming from someone who loves Disney, but still some of the very, very best ones are the small little rides. So don't be tempted to skip them. They are all incredible. Take it from me. Make sure you hit the little rides because you won't be sorry. Allowing yourself to be frustrated by crowds is a mistake that is a very easy to make so obviously no one likes crowds and many people who are going on vacation to disney parks plan their vacations when the crowd levels will be lower and lots of times on these crowd calendars it'll say like ghost town or very low or it will be green and in your mind you're thinking i'm gonna walk on to every ride it's going to be so slow i'll probably have time to do every ride 17 times and then you get to the park and there's people everywhere, and you can't believe it, because how could this be? You booked at a low crowd time. Well, guess what? I'm here to tell you that low crowd days at Disney seem like crowded days to people who aren't used to it. Um, There's always lots of people at Disney. That's just the way of it. So sometimes it's a little less crowded than others, but there's always people there. There's always going to be lines. There's never a time where The parks are completely empty. You'll hear people say that, but in reality, there are people there. So don't let this get to you. If you show up and there's crowds... It's fine. You're still going to have an amazing time at the park, even with the crowds. You just need to have a good attitude and go into it knowing that there's going to be lots of people. You're going to wait in line sometimes, but it's not going to affect your attitude or your vacation. You're still going to have an amazing time. I do have a guide to surviving crowds that I'll put in the show notes that might be helpful, especially if you are visiting during a higher crowd time. So check that out. Not having a well-packed park bag can be miserable and this is a big mistake. So you never know what the day is going to bring. There's going to be things that you might not even think of that you will want to have like Advil and chapstick and sunscreen. Little things like that can really save the day if you have them and don't have to go around searching for them in all of the shops. So I've got a list of everything that I take with me in my park bag. I'll put that in the show notes. Make sure you check that out. It is such a helpful resource and I think I've thought of just about everything. Only bringing one pair of shoes is a mistake that I have seen people make time and time again uh, guess what? Your feet are going to be so sore if you go for five days in the same stinking pair of shoes. Don't do this. Change your shoes. Bring us several different pairs that are comfortable, that you enjoy wearing, that you can switch out. Because what happens is you're wearing a pair of shoes, your shoes are rubbing on certain spots on your feet all day long. If you keep wearing these same shoes, your feet are going to get sore. But if you switch them out with a different pair, they rub on different spots, your feet are going to feel better. I've actually had the very best luck with my feet not getting sore if I switch shoes halfway through the day. So I'll usually bring a pair of sandals or a pair of flip-flops, throw them in my bag, and then put them on during water rides or just for a couple of hours in the afternoon. And that little break from my tennis shoes or my Tevas makes a huge difference in how sore my feet get. So consider switching shoes, I think it's going to make a big difference for you. Also, if your kids don't have lots of different pairs of shoes to switch into, tell them about hot spots. Tell them that when they feel little hot spots on their feet, that's the beginning of a blister. This is how I've helped my kids understand it so we can prevent blisters before they start so teach them about hot spots tell them if they feel a little hot spot on their foot that's the beginning of a blister so you can pop a band-aid on that bad boy and you don't have a huge blister to deal with later not taking a midday break is a huge mistake in my opinion because disney days are long especially if you've gotten there early or you're staying late a break is really a good idea to keep people feeling their best now for some people a break will mean heading back to the hotel and taking a nap or swimming i don't like to leave the park usually if i can help it i don't i'm not one of those people that likes to take a break at a hotel back midday. I think it takes too long, takes up too much of my time, but I still think a break is important. So I schedule in a little break with my family whenever we go, and sometimes that means we ride the train around two times. Sometimes that means we go find a show in the mid-afternoon and just sit and watch it. Sometimes we go over to Tom Sawyer's Island and just let the kids run around and be wild, or sometimes we just sit in the shade with a treat for a little while, but whatever it is, we take a break, we kind of decompress we don't have anything planned for a little while so that everybody can kind of relax and it is a huge help as soon as the break's over everybody feels re-energized and ready to take on the day instead of pushing through and trying to cram everything in a little break makes a huge difference in everybody's attitude and I think it is so valuable and so important so don't skip it if you can help it trying to do everything is a mistake which cracks me up because I was just telling you how on my last trip I tried to do everything and I mean I'm gonna say maybe it was a mistake it wasn't a mistake because it was fun but if you are only visiting every once in a while don't try to do everything all on one trip you're just gonna run yourself ragged You're gonna make your group miserable because no one likes following someone around who's being crazy running around like a chicken with their head cut off trying to get everything done. Um, Don't do this to yourself. I'm sorry, but there are so many things to see and do. You're just not going to be able to do everything. So plan out what's important to you and kind of go with the flow. Enjoy yourself and don't run around crazy because you're really not gonna have fun that way. So be flexible. Be realistic, you can get a lot of things done, for sure you can, but be realistic and don't try to cram everything into one single day. I'm probably the biggest mistake that I want to talk about that happens to me all the time, even now that I've been to Disneyland so many times, is having extremely high expectations. Um, it's so easy to build up your vacation in your mind. I mean, you're spending all this time preparing for it. You're spending all of this money and you're seeing people's highlight moments on social media and you're so excited. You're going to have this perfect Disney vacation, and your kids are going to be angels, and they're going to be so grateful, and then the next thing you know, your husband's mad because he spent $26 on churros, and your daughter's crying because she's too afraid to go on Haunted Mansion, and your son just peed his pants, and everything is falling apart, and you're wondering why in the world you brought these ungrateful people on this Disney vacation, and you're upset about the whole thing. Well, Let me tell you that no vacation is perfect and this is very normal this is common it's a part of every trip even the magical highlight trips that you see on instagram had these exact same moments and you're not going to remember it later when you look back all you're going to remember are the wonderful times all the laughter all the hugs all the amazing experience you've you've had and all of the memories so just keep that in mind when things are falling apart Be flexible, go with the flow, and just know that those moments pass quickly and they are not the majority. The majority of the time, everything is going to be wonderful, but keep in mind, don't have your expectations so high that if something little happens, it derails the whole thing and ruins your vacation. So it's okay to have high expectations, but let's just keep them a little bit realistic so that you don't fall apart when things fall apart, because at some point, they're going to fall apart. All right, you guys, that's all I have for you. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate it so much. If you guys would do me a huge favor, I know I ask this all the time, but if you could leave me a review, that would help me so much. It's how people find my podcast, and I would appreciate it so much. You guys are amazing. I will be back next week with something new. Thank you so much for listening. We'll talk soon.